0: Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of B2B Better, a podcast for the B2B marketer who wants to be better than boring. My name is Jason, I'm a Senior Director of Marketing for a tech company over here in the UK and we've got a very exciting episode lined up. I sat down with Christina Pacialis who is the founder of Content UK, in my opinion one of the best marketing Slack groups around and we spoke all about community what it takes to build a community, how you nurture a community, how B2B businesses can use community to take their audience from being that, an audience, to being customers. So very interesting episode, a little bit different, and for anyone who is interested in nurturing a community to help them hit their business objectives, a must listen. But before we go into the interview with Christina, I just wanted to remind you that I have started a weekly newsletter called The B2B Bite. It goes out every Monday morning uh, to be enjoyed best with coffee and I break down some of the most interesting inspirational marketing stories that I've picked up into fun size actionable chunks so I will leave a link to where you can subscribe to the b2b Byte in the description of this episode Um, but if you are a b2b marketer I think you'd get a lot out of it so without any further ado let's go straight into the interview with Christina here we go So on today's episode of B2B Better, I am joined by Christina Pachialis, founder of Content UK, an online community of UK content marketers. How are you doing, Christina?
1: Hi, Jason. I'm good. How are you doing?
0: Yep, very well. Very excited to have you on the podcast.
1: Very glad to be here.
0: So what do we mean by community, specifically in B2B? I think, you know, we're all familiar with the term, but in your opinion, what does that mean for for an organization?
1: So community is bringing together people uh, who have a shared commonality or interest. So in the B2B space, that could be people with the same career aspirations, the same job title, um, and it's like bringing a network of people together to support each other and help each other do better at that role. Um, and I think in the B2B setting specifically, you can often have a job title in an organisation, particularly smaller organisations, where you are the only person with that role. Um, so as an example, I said, being a content marketer, there weren't other people with that role. And if you want to learn, there might not be anybody internally that can teach you how to do that better. So I think being able to join a B2B community of professionals with the same job title of you, as you um, gives you an opportunity to learn and, and yeah, progress in your, your job.
0: So I think there's a misconception in the industry that building community for a brand is something that is only really relevant to a B2C uh, company, right? Um, but, you know, nowadays, I think that there is a huge value in a B2B company um, using their channels, using their platforms like social media and email marketing and like you've done with Content UK, building things like Slack channels and WhatsApp groups. Um and building their own community around their brand. What are some of the benefit? I mean, what are some of the benefits in doing that? In your opinion, for for a B two B organization?
1: Yeah, so I think it definitely makes sense for a B two B organization to do that because they can bring together professionals um, that are really niche. Uh, there might be really small groups, so you've got an opportunity to bring that target audience together uh, in one place and. I guess intangible benefits that can lead to if, if you're bringing your customers together, churn prevention and an opportunity to upsell. It can build uh, lots of trust amongst your audience. And often with B2B audiences, there's not going to be many communities serving them compared to like B2C space. So there's a really good opportunity for uh, yeah, B2B to bring professionals together.
0: I think you hit the nail on the head there. And I think, you know, I think there's a, when you're, when, you're looking, when you're starting out on the journey of building a community around your brand, it's, don't get deterred by um, trying to hit some sort of arbitrary large number, um, especially in B2B, which often are kind of niche of a niche industries. You don't need thousands and thousands of people signed up to your mailing list or you know, joining your Slack group or following you on social media. You just need a few of the right people. Mm -hmm. I know my experience coming from a world of um, enterprise technology, where maybe there is, you know, a thousand potential customers really in, in, in the world, but those customers are customers that are prepared to sign, you know, multi-million dollar checks for, for what we're selling. You know, it's you want to focus in, right. You want to focus in on that core group of people that are going to, ultimately turn into business uh, opportunities, but, you know, also can really mm-hmm. add value to your community um, as as kind of, you know, somewhat micro-influencers within their space.
1: Yeah, I think absolutely. Focusing on the small community side of it, especially when it comes to B2B, because um, you can look to B2C communities, like you say, that have got thousands and thousands of members and think, oh, that's what a good community looks like. But if it's just a small group, and you're connecting them with, safe, even three to four of their peers over a meet-up or a Slack group where they can ask those specific questions, and you're going to add so much value to them. So I think when, you're up, when you are building a B2B community specifically, really focus on those small things that don't scale to bring your people together. And B2B to have communities take a really long time to build properly, which is perfect for a B2B space where, whereby there are very long life cycles before they're ready to buy anyway so you can get people in early and and build slowly over time
0: do you have any thoughts on what channels can be used to almost be be most effectively used to build a b2b community as you mentioned with content uk it started off as uh kind of an in person meetup at some pubs in, in london you've obviously got your slack community now um uh, where where should or where could a B2B marketer who's kind of starting on this journey of wanting to build a community around their brand look to do that?
1: Well, before you of I guess, pick the tool, the most important thing is to see where your ideal community are already hanging out. So to prioritize having conversations with them. Are they part of communities? What, what tools do they use in their day-to-day job? If you find that, Slack is a common place where they're hanging out anyway, and that's where they communicate with their team, which is often the case with professionals. Then that's a really good place to start your community if they're all going already being logged in every day and they they're already using it. Um, but another place to start is, I think email newsletters are still a good basis for building a community where you can um bring people in and then start inviting them to perhaps your Slack group or meetup down the line. So the first, when I was as a content marketer at a company called Hubbub, their target audience was B2B uh, fundraising professionals, it's a very niche group. But that started off as a newsletter um, which built to like a thousand of that niche group. But from there, we just adding value every week that articles that they were interested in. would then invite them to webinars, to meetups we'd already had an established trusted community like through the newsletter um so but yeah not other places um circle is one if so slack's quite real time it's very much yeah you have to reply quite in the moment but there's a yeah one called circle which is more like a forum and um, so that's quite a nice community as well
0: i think that you know for um the the kind of the solo marketer or the marketer who's part of a small team listening to this podcast, I think they can, they probably can get totally behind the idea of community building. Um, but it is obviously not a, it's not a small task to take on, especially if you're wearing a lot of different hats within your organization and, and doing a lot of different things across a lot of different, a lot of different functions. Um, community management, community building can can suck up a lot of time i mean what would be your advice to them on on how they can manage that and and any other challenges that you know they may come across in just in just getting started
1: yeah it can seem overwhelming and like a a big challenge Um, and i would say as long as you can commit 30 to 60 minutes a day um on just returning to interact with your community uh that would be better than saying blocking out one day of three hours so just have that in mind it's just like being able to spend a little bit of time every day just to get back to people build those relationships um i'd also say it could be worth sharing the role with somebody um, with other team members being able to say so it's not all on you if you've got to go and do other other things during certain days just have somebody that's always going to be checking in with community members
0: And I guess the other thing is, and you've kind of touched on this already, is focusing in on just building out one channel, right? At least to start with, because I think often when you're embarking on this kind of project, um, particularly when you're having to, you know, convince leadership teams and stakeholders that there's value in doing it, because it's, you know, it does take a while to start seeing a return on investment. You don't want to spread yourself too thin, right? Like you want to focus in on doing once if you're with that 30 to 60 minutes you're putting aside a day focus in on just doing one thing really really well whether that is you know setting up and managing a slack channel or you know building out your email newsletter or you know spending that time on social media responding to comments just just really dial in um and, and make one thing really really great before before spreading your wings so to speak
1: yeah i definitely agree with that i think that's sort of a common mistake is trying to is thinking that doing a million things at once is what's going to bring value to your to a community um so one thing that i found surprising even with content uk is people uh, signing up to become paid members who were really really quiet in the community hadn't really attended too many things and which just really proved that it's very, very small things that can add value to a person um but yeah i totally agree just have one one hub for your your community like the email list like the Slack group and work from there keep talking with your communities ask what they're finding useful and not useful and that and then down the line you can reassess where that lives and you can start adding more elements into the community like a webinar or a tra- yeah training events to help build it up but definitely start small
0: do you have any thoughts on um you know separate communities partnering with one another to amplify their respective reaches? Is that something that you've you've done or you've considered with content UK? um, Almost kind of like a a cross pollination of communities, whether within the same industry or, or, you know, possibly even completely different um, in order to, in order to grow their reach. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: I think that's a really good idea. And to do cross communities, not something I've tried. I've done cross like, um i've had p- the, the speakers that you have on for the community um so we have various webinars where there'll be a, a talker talking about um you know how to improve your landing pages and by doing that you introduce the community to the speakers connections and then and vice versa but i've not tried that with actually yet another community per se but i think that's a really good idea
0: it seems to me like you know again um if when you are a solo marketer or you're working in a small team within a B2B organization, it's, it's often about working smarter, right? Rather than harder, as we said, you know, you could sink a lot of time into um, building out and managing a community and taking the steps of trying to lessen that workload, whether it is in terms of, you know, advertising and amplifying the reach of your community through um Partnering with other communities, or as you mentioned earlier on, finding people within your organization who can take on take on roles um, in order to help manage that community. Um, I I think it's you Mm -hmm. know it's about just trying to find as whatever way you can really to to ease that burden. Um, And I guess you must you know you must see this with Content UK. There must be a point where you kind of hit a critical momentum point where you've got enough people into the community um, who are active engaged members regularly contributing content whether in the form of chats or you know sharing links to things or doing those those meetups you mentioned and it almost becomes a kind of self-sustaining ecosystem right is that is that something that you that you'd agree with
1: I wouldn't say it gets easier I wouldn't say it gets to a point or maybe it needs to be a lot bigger to get to that point where you can just remove yourself from it as a community leader it completely, people just talk amongst themselves totally uh, but yeah, I think it's definitely at the beginning, you need to really put in the work of asking people questions starting up conversations and, I, and over time, yeah, there does become a point when you've maybe got 10, 20 engaged people where they'll begin to feel comfortable to ask questions themselves um, but I think you, you do need to still be turning up
0: so let's say that you've let's say that you've decided to go ahead and you've made the decision to to build a community um in whatever form that may look like you know what would be your advice for someone um who's starting that journey what what should be their first steps
1: yeah i'd say step one in in the first month is to really focus on understanding your community really really well so don't obsess about the numbers too much at this point this would be like having one-to-one calls with your the people that you're targeting understanding where they're already hanging out what they'd like to see from a community you can maybe tell them you're planning to make this community and you just want to understand what would be useful to them and um, get different at people from your company involved and um, to introduce you and um, lay out what what your goals are for the community, what tool you're going to use to, what the hub is going to be, whether that is going to be Slack, whether that's going to be Circle. Just get all those things in place for the first week and focus on just having, the first month, sorry, just focus on understanding your audience and um, learning what, what they'd like to see from the community. And then in the second month, that should be, your goal would be like getting five to 10 people in that community. And then as they're coming in, just keep speaking to them to understand what, what their needs are. And then month three, then focus more on getting more traction and doing activities to build that in. But definitely for the first month, yeah, just understand your audience. Month two, get the first few users. And then month three, really start building on the traction. And and in the meantime, is if you are working for another company, as I said, leverage other communities and partnerships that you can uh, get involved in and post your content on, for example, to um, to still be doing other activities while you're building slowly.
0: I think, um, I think that's a great, that's a great blueprint. Um, I think probably where most people would struggle a little bit is on, on step two, right? Month two, where it's about getting in those first, yeah. you know, five to 10 people um, to be part of your community. Because really, I mean, until they're there, you don't, you don't have a community. Um I would imagine that if you are working for an organization, it would be perfectly okay and acceptable for those five, first five to 10 people to be your colleagues and, and, your, and, 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 and the people that you work with within the company. Um, and in fact, you know, that could almost be encouraged that, that they are your employees um, and people who have visible profiles within your industry um, and have a vested interest in growing out that community for the for the benefit of the business would you say
1: yeah i'd say it's good to have members of your your company in there um with the caveat that they're there to support the community and not sell to them mm. um, i wouldn't get too many salespeople people in there at, at the beginning anyway um but uh, but also that um as long as they, yeah they're adding value to your target audience if your if your target audience is a finance professional you do want to t- aim to get at least five finance professionals in there as quickly as possible um whether that's and yeah friendly clients uh people anyone that you're really friendly with and that would do you a favor to to get involved um they should be the ones yeah joining in there as well um but yeah it is good to have team members in there as long as they're adding value and being supportive
0: i guess that comes Um, down to um you know being very clear upfront with your colleagues as to what the purpose of, of this thing is, and almost setting some rules of engagement, so to speak. You know, as um, is, is as you said, you know, if you're getting yeah. commercial people in there, um, we don't want to be seeing, uh, you know, post after post advertising our products and our services. You know, we want to be seeing um, the sharing of interesting news and insights from the industry and starting conversations that you know almost. We as an organization, you know, wouldn't necessarily have to be part of if if there was if there was happening anywhere else. But by association of us running this community, you know, we're benefiting from from that halo effect. So I think it's just about being very clear upfront as to you know what is the purpose of this, why are we doing this, and setting those very clear you know um, as I say rules of engagement of what can and can't or should and shouldn't be said within the group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think having some formalized community guidelines as well is really useful, both for members of your company and for new people that join, um, as to what you can and can't can say in the community. Uh, and just another thing on on that month too, where you said oh, it would be really hard getting those first few people in month one when you are doing that research and you should be speaking to lots of your target audience. Um, you. At the end of those calls, you should be saying to them, oh, would you be interested in, we're planning going to have a the community, oh, we're going to be starting perhaps in a month. Would you be interested in joining? Note down their email. So that in that month one, if you've spoken to 10, 20 people, hopefully a few of those will then be up for, for joining the small community.
0: So community building... Uh... Feels like it's the job that never ends, um, and as as you said, you know you've got to keep feeding the beast, so to speak, um, if you want it to be successful. Mm. But what I mean, what does success look like for in community building? Like, how do you know it's a job well done?
1: Job well done. If people are sticking around and they keep coming back and engaging, you know that that's that is useful for them. If they start re- referring you and mentioning you on social media, um, that's again another good sign that. It, you're just adding value um from a business side let's say that you're a b2b company um i guess once you get to a point where you have a yeah you have an, a certain number of people in the community who then go on to become leads and sign up for activities further down the funnel then you know that it's working well if you if you look at it from that from that lens um yeah so but, but engagement metrics Are they coming back um that's kind of a big sign that it's doing well
0: you've mentioned a couple of tools throughout this conversation um circle slack um uh, is there anything else that 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 you'd recommend um for an aspiring community manager um to to look at that can help make their job easier whether that's you know acquiring new users or or analyzing the effectiveness of everything any tools that you recommend Uh
1: Uh, So I'd say if you want a member's area, so often once you've got a community, there might be certain things that you just want community members to access, not necessarily in the like Slack, for example. Um, So tools for that would be uh, member space, member stack, or Notion. So they're almost like web pages where you can have members only access certain pieces of, of content. So they're good for that um zoom i still like for if you're doing meetups because you can use the same tool for the meetups and the webinars and yeah that that seems really good and then one that i've been using recently for just coordinating meetups is um luma l-u dot m-a i think it is and that brings all your zoom virtual meetups webinars into like a really nice flow web one page um Calendly, if you're a community leader and you want to start doing those onboarding calls with people, it's just a nice way to easily send people a link to book in time with you. That shows your calendar. Um, they're probably the main ones that come to mind. And don't worry too much about the tools initially beyond just having that main hub. And then when you've got more pain points that appear, you can add to it.
0: So we've introduced a new segment to B2B Better, where I put you into the unenviable and hypothetical situation of becoming the new community manager for uh, a new startup. And this startup runs uh, virtual conferences for the global energy industry. Now, the CEO, who's also new, has listed that building a community every energy exec wants to be a part of as one of the company's core marketing objectives of the year. So what are your first steps? How do you tackle that? And how do you see through the project uh, to a point of satisfying that mandate of building a community every energy exec wants to be a part of?
1: Yeah, I'd probably apply the framework I mentioned earlier about starting off with understanding the industry execs, then focusing on getting that first those first few members, and then thirdly, focus on growing that community. So I'd say in terms of understanding the industry execs, I'd really focus on asking members of the company what they know about the their target audience, if they've already been working with them, um, try and get some conversations and phone calls with industry execs and get a sense of where are they hanging out already. Is that is there a LinkedIn group they go to, are there certain conferences they always go to, Twitter groups, and really immerse yourself in understanding uh, what they're getting from those communities and what their their needs are. And then the second step is, as you said, is Getting those first few members in your community so define where you want the initial community to live is that going to be on a linkedin group is that going to be uh, in site group etc um and focus on getting a few of those people in that community and and also outlining i guess in that that at this point what will success look like how many members do you want to have joined three months down the line et cetera? Uh, And then finally, yeah, then you want to start focusing on activities. Once you've got five, ten people in there, start experimenting with different activities to bring that number up. Um, Is that going to be some workshops for the community? Would that work? Would a virtual conference, is that going to bring more people up? Um, Yeah. then, Then at that point, start focusing on those things. And along the way, keep asking community members what they're finding useful, not useful, what they want to see more of as you are going through that, those three phases.
0: A short, sweet, and amazing snapshot uh, into community management. Thank you, Christina. And uh, I want to thank you very much for joining me on B2B Better today and sharing your hard-won wisdom on community management. Uh, as we said at the beginning, I think you know this is something that uh, is uh, a fast-moving trend within the B two B space, particularly uh, in in kind of enterprise B two B, where up until now um, marketing communications can fall into the trap of just being one way. Um, I think more and more organisations are opening their eyes to the possibility of what building an active and Uh, thriving community can do for their brand so again i want to thank you very much for appearing on b2b better Um, for anyone who wants to learn more about you or content uk where can they go
1: thanks jason i really enjoyed being on here and they can find me on twitter at christina underscore p and find out more about content uk over at contentuk.co.
0: And that's it for this episode of B2B Better. A huge thank you again to Christina for joining me today. If you are based out of the UK and you are a content creator, I highly recommend that you check out her Slack channel, Content UK. If you found this episode at all useful, go ahead and leave a rating or a review or you know, just shoot me a DM on Twitter telling me so. It will make my day. And if you've got any questions or there's a burning topic that you'd like to hear me talk about on B2B Better, you can connect with me on Twitter, at Jason R. Bradwell, or on LinkedIn. I'd also like just to remind you that I have started a new weekly newsletter called The B2B Byte. It's where I break down some of the most interesting stories from the world of B2B marketing into fun-sized, actionable chunks. I will leave the link where you can subscribe in the description of this episode. If you're at all interested in B2B marketing, I think you'll get something out of it. So thanks very much again for listening, and I will speak to you again before the holidays. See you next time.